keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Effin' Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. With me, as always, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps. <laughs> what up, what up? And Zach, guys, I've been gone for three months since then. The world has turned into 12 monkeys, and we're doing this podcast in three uh, undisclosed locations, parts unknown. So I, can't to say, I, guess, I, would say, I would say it's to give you real, like, fresh wrestling takes, but it's mostly uh, so we don't uh, devolve into some sort of cannibalistic horde. And also, congratulations to Dan St. Germain. Uh, in this climate, and somehow it's the first time you didn't cough your way through the opening. <laughs> Scott, how you been? You sound healthy as all hell, buddy. What's going on? I, I know. thought this was going to wipe I, you I, out. I, 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 I zig when the world zags. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, good to see you back. I uh, uh, I was gone. I was, I was writing on a show in Los Angeles, and we couldn't really... Uh, Make the pod work, but now, you know, if, if, look, if you guys end up liking the Skype thing, we'll just do it over Skype if we're not That's in the right. same city. But uh, I'm glad to be back, and, I, you know, I want to be doing this regularly. So I'm sorry that I, I left for a little bit, and, you know, it's really glad. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be talking wrestling again. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Um, I've moved on since we've last talked. <laughs> I have another <laughs> podcast, uh, non-wrestling related, but I miss this thing so much, dude. I mean, like, legitimately... I miss talking shit about wrestling. I mean, I know we still text each other about it, but it's not the same. I like people reaching out, arguing with me about my opinions, you know? Yeah. No, and there's and there's been a lot to talk about these last three months. There's a lot of, lot of really, really great stuff that we haven't covered, you know, whether or not that's, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan or the best Royal Rumble we've seen in years or, or what's going on now. Kind of a bummer to come in on this, yeah. but... Let's go right to the 10 count. Although I wanted to start the 10 count uh, on more of an upbeat note. So I, I wanted to start with number one, AEW's Empty Arena Show. I loved it. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to go into what happened. But, Scott, what, what, were, your, what were your thoughts of the show? Yeah, man, that shit made me so happy. Um, you know, I'm, I, just either company doing shows right now is, like, super admirable. I know also you can take the side of, like, what are they doing? They're making these guys go to airports, blah, 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 you know. Um, but, man, they knocked this out of the park. Like, this was the first time in, like, a week and some change, you know, watching AEW Dynamite where I was just like, ooh, things are uh, things are all right. Yeah, it was it was just great to, you know, again, props to 
not just like <laughs> the wrestlers who were uh, performing on these shows, but also like, you know, it was today I was like, I went to McDonald's, you know, just for drive through. And I was you like, there's a McDonald's lady here. Today. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Of all the time, what? I was just stock working. up and start eating right. <laughs> <laughs> I you swear to God. To I was, McDonald's. <laughs> the kid but I just wanted wanna, McDonald's uh, for a week, and we've like explained to her why that's a bad idea. Not <laughs> <laughs> for me. I would, uh, that kid would have uh, no feet if she was if she was my kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, dude, it's it, it, I went there, and you know, just seeing these people having, a, you know, I felt bad seeing these like. People having like like anybody who's in the food service job like, like you yourself and uh, in different types of jobs right now it's it's got to be like I mean what like you got, like right now the guy who the Grubhub guy is the new firefighter yeah oh yeah and and you know it's so sad because like you know like if there's any a time for a, a pizza delivery guy to de- deserve a blowjob would be now and yet you know everyone's afraid he's got something it's crazy. Yeah, blow your pizza delivery men during this time. Please. You know, make them take their temperature first, but then go right ahead. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get back to the uh, AEW show. I thought the opening was incredibly effective. You know, they've been talking about this uh, a lot on Wrestling Observer, but it, it is true that, like, just by adding, uh, you know, the, a couple people in the audience and... Uh, filming uh, the the back the stage area and not filming the crowd, it it, it just turns into a completely different show. Uh, it was it was a uh, much better like, show. A couple minutes, you know, a couple minutes in, you forget that there's nobody there. But I, I thought yeah. the I thought the that, that that elite promo was really good. It took them a while to get uh to kind of figure the elite out, but I feel like now it's starting to become something that's tangible uh, and something people oh, yeah, can actually sure, sink their teeth. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People uh, watching from home, I guess, who aren't watching, you know, the YouTube show and stuff. You're right. You and Lawrence bring that up to me a lot because I'm so dead set on the elite clearly being a faction that works. And then you're like, yeah, but what if you're not watching YouTube? And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe great point, you know. So I'm glad that that's fleshing out and you're seeing like these guys genuinely care about each other, you know. Also, I think having like a face faction is always hard. It's just always yeah, it's hard. difficult because, because I mean, you know, exactly. We're, we're so convinced that, like, when guys work in groups, it's to do bad, you know? It's to get an advantage on a guy who is alone. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, what's the can last besides, group? You know, besides the elite, can you think of some really great, like, pure face groups? I don't think I know a face group. I mean, the New Day is like a tag team, I mean, you know, like, but I guess like three guys. There was the union with, like, Ken Shamrock. The Big Show, Mick Foley, and I think Test or something. There was oh, that. God. I guess like the the last iteration of DX is a fake is a face stable, but face stables are tough, man. I mean, it's you know, it's you, you just when you think about the stable, you think of the Four Horsemen beating up Dusty Rhodes. That's just or the well, NWO exactly. coming in and overpowering people. Yeah, hey, you, right. you, 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 guys, guys that are up to no good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I thought that I thought that that was very effective 
um, and, and instead of good. I mean, Hangman Page is a star. We also didn't get to talk about Revolution, which happened a month ago. Which uh, I think about and, every you know, day. <laughs> terrific, a terrific tag match, and I do think Hangman Page is 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 a big star for them. It's funny, like the guy who pops is still a Texas like rattlesnake dude who drinks beer, but drinking beer, man. Uh, yeah, it's like the, it's like there's something that Americans love. If we could only figure out what that one thing is that people <laughs> love so much, I mean, is it hard to admit that it's just beer? Like if the guy's just holding a beer. We will spend millions and millions of dollars on this person, dude. Amer- Americans, yeah, we love we love a guy holding a beer who uh, we're like we're like he does his job well, but he's pissed off that he's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like I fuck. I guess I'll fuck you up. I just won't drink this beer. <laughs> yeah, it's every man. It's every man. It's really nice. Yeah, I thought that worked. Well, and also Conversely, it worked, man, because because they acknowledged what was going on. Like Cody Rhodes gave a goddamn speech in the beginning, you know. He let you know what was going on, and he was like, you know, I feel alive. I hope you feel alive. And it was like, all right, let's do this, you know. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't devoid of. Uh, it wasn't acting like it, was, it. It didn't feel like a Twilight Zone episode, you know. Um, where it very easily no, could it have. It I mean, I, like... there's still something for me that's not really connecting when Kenny does a promo, and I know that's probably one of his better promos since he's been in AEW. I mean, has he had any um, promos in AEW? He's had some, for sure. You know, and I, you know, I, don't think I don't think. Maybe not. I think he's called at people when he's held a mic, for sure. But oh, I can't, okay. like, I wish I had, like, a Meltzer-like ability to pull up the specific yeah, time he did that but well you know and he's uh so what were you saying i think the one thing that worked with this is a lot of times when he cuts promos where he's not fired up he comes off very nervous and uncomfortable and he doesn't know where to put his hands and then in this situation it was like well maybe he's thinking about his grandmother you know like like there was like there really was a feeling <laughs> of like of like well it's an upsetting time you know, like, and so, you know, I mean, a, a lot has been excused over the last few weeks, obviously. I mean, dude, if you think we're going to sit and talk about SmackDown the way we used to talk about SmackDown, you're out of your mind, you know? I mean, but I'm sure we will get a little out of hand. But, you know, it's nice <laughs> enough for them to do these things, and so I guess we're kind of, you uh, know. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, being like, why well, they say prisoners are the greatest audience. You know, like, if you're in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're in prison and, you know, like, whatever band is showing up to play for you is your favorite band. You're like, fuck <laughs> it, better than us. Sure. Uh, We're coming in here to try to... That's, that's what wrestling feels like. All right, let's talk about some of the other things that happened on Dynamite. Uh, the, uh, the Exalted One is revealed to be yeah. Brody Lee, formerly... Luke Harper of the Wyatt family. Man, I wanted what? to like this. You really didn't like it. Uh, give me, give me why you didn't like it. I really, I really love Luke Harper, and uh, I really love Brody Lee. I just don't like what makes these guys the Dark Order. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. understand these like um, this like I, I, like for me Ministry of Darkness that that was like 
okay, that made sense. It's the Undertaker. They're sacrificing people. Shit like that. Um, even and even that is, is ridiculous. And it's hard to you know quantify something as abstract as as the concept of evil. But I just don't <laughs> see like what they're what they're doing. And I, 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 you know, just a petty reason. I I really don't like Brody's gear. I don't know. What I know that sounds funny, but with- it's om- I saw that gear and I was just like. Is this intentional? Like, are they supposed to dress like jobbers too? Everybody in the in this fucking group dresses so it's it's things that you pick out of your closet because you decided to go to wrestling school. It's, it's really so bad. bad. It's very bad. Where it makes me go like, this. Please, at some point, explain to me that this is intentional. That you are like an army of jobbers. I mean, and, and the great thing about it being Brody Lee is he can kind of you know, feed into that, like, I was neglected kind of thing, and so are these guys. But then pull the trigger yeah. on being good at wrestling, because they, I mean, they've lost, like, every match, so now that he's here, what happened? Because I thought he was guiding them this whole time, and yet they still stunk. So, they got a, they got some explaining to do. Yeah, and I was, I'm a huge, like, Luke Harper, you know, in WWE fan. I thought he was terrific. I, I thought they totally misused him. Well, they didn't really use him at the end. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I hope that he's able to turn it around. I also, I don't know. The, you know, I did like, I, I did like him um, bringing up the Vince McMahon parallel with Christopher Daniels. I thought that was, that was great. That was interesting. But again, it's like, oh, well, who is this character? Maybe, maybe I just need to trust it more and let it, you know, kind of let it unfold yeah and like i said uh, what, this is like the fourth most focused thing in the company and um at least yeah, we're like so. still questioning it and interested and i mean like at least online like the hate has kind of gone away for these guys people are genuinely interested i'm not saying i am but um there's a lot more people being supportive of this storyline than there was two months ago and so they're doing something yeah. right. Even yeah, if that I, something I, I, was just keeping a mystery alive, you know. Well, now that it's here, just make it pay off. Hopefully they do. Yeah, you want to say? I think there's also just a kind of goodwill built in for Brody Lee. Yeah, that you want to see too. it do well. That's very true. So, just uh, touch upon. What are you saying? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Uh, Guys, this is man. the Skype reality of our times. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and it also teaches you manners, you know, we don't, we, you know, we catch each other and we say, hey, no, you go first, which is, uh, which is a nice <laughs> But anyway, uh, then you got Jake the Snake Robert, fucking Lance Archer, it's so yeah. good. Which, I don't, we're bringing, we're, you know, we're, 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 we're coming back three weeks or two weeks after Jake has uh, reemerged on the wrestling scene in that terrific uh, promo. No post revolution, where he said he's he's coming to slay Caesar, um, and uh, bring in New Japan's Lance Archer. And we saw a promo last night where Lance went to the ring, and I guess it was I haven't seen Peanut Butter Falcon, but apparently it was reminiscent of that. And Jake was was sitting on a chair, and Lance. <laughs> I don't know if it's reminiscent of Peanut Butter Falcon. 
that's, that's what somebody said. Mentally disabled was... boy in Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, but have you seen it? Yes, I saw it. Oh, so it's nothing like that. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. No. You know that was Darby Allen's backyard, right? That was Darby Allen's backyard. Darby Allen's backyard. I just found out. Uh, I listened to uh, Chris Jericho's "Talk Is Jericho" with Matt Hardy, and uh, yeah, that was Darby Allen's backyard. How What's funny it'd be if Darby Allen had like a side gig where he was a real estate agent. <laughs> you see that guy trying to sell you on a timeshare? Like half his half his half his face is the Virgin Islands. Uh, I loved it, man, and that was something that I don't know uh, about you, but when I was watching it, I was like, I definitely enjoy this. I don't think anybody else is going to. And then seems like most people enjoyed it. I mean, there's definitely some people shitting on it, you know, thinking that it was a uh, a little strange, I guess. But I mean, you got like 15 jobber matches out of it in one, you know. So we don't got to sit through that. Yeah. Not like AEW does that. Um. And yeah, there's you know this. It, it was just different. It, it it felt like something different, which uh, this company has been doing since they started. Very happy. Yeah, yeah. I I just think that the you know the great thing about that sh- the show on on Wednesday was you know I had mentioned uh, the crowd and seeing MJF and Sean Spears betting on every match. Like you didn't care. Like there was a botch during the Jurassic Express match. I thought oh, there's like a slight oh, botch, yeah. but you didn't really notice. Because, or it's you noticed it, but you didn't dwell on it in the same way. Because it was this, this I don't know. It just felt like you were going to see like a local band. It almost yeah. felt like you were. It felt more like you were at a show than if there were people there. If that makes any sense. Yes, and I, maybe that's just us because we we are used to having shows that no people are at. It felt very much like our <laughs> lives. I was like, I've been to mics like this. I've I've had bar shows like this. <laughs> but uh, also, speaking of having the guys outside the ring, uh, did you notice with the uh, Butcher and the Blade match, uh, the, I guess that was the match you were just talking about, how MJF is like, there's really this sense of uh, how irritated he is with losing his money. Like, he doesn't care about them. It's about his money. I thought that was cool. And I, I think we're going to, um, that's going to be a storyline now, because what, what else is MJF going to do now that Cody's a little preoccupied? Um, I mean, it's got to be Mox, Wardlow right? might, might be fighting. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, there could be that. But I was thinking Wardlow and him uh, feuding with um, the Butcher and the Blade for a few weeks, you know? I'm not saying, I mean, I think turning you... the Butcher and the Blade face is probably a good move. I, I like the yeah. Butcher, man. Well, especially if you treat them like, like, I mean, imagine this is the story. It's so easy, right? It's the Butcher and the Blade, right? And MJF hired them. And that's the whole idea. They're hired hitmen. But, like, what if it turns out, like, you know, he's, like, like these classic piece of shit rich guys where it's, like, like he's paying them, but, like, all they, like, he's, like, their landlord, you know? And it's, like, he just needs some yeah. help or whatever. Like, you know, but, like, instead of just helping them, he's forcing them to fight to get their money to be able to pay their rent or something. I don't know. Something weird like that, you know? Yeah, where, I mean, where, I like, think these that. nice I, I guys was... forced to fight because they need the money, and he's some prick who has the money who's giving it to them, you know? Well, they kind of, when they turned the shield, I think one of the things they did that was effective is they, 
like the you know the time the uh, the corporation or whatever the the authority sorry they're, they're like pick a name and it's the same fucking angle in the last thirty years. Yeah. Um, but I, I did like the authority kind of like making uh, the shield. They're like you know bitches for a couple months and that and the turn coming from that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'd be great. I, I do think they need more faces in that company. They need they need more ass kicking faces. Yeah, I think that's what they need. They need more ass kicking faces. There's, there's quite a few faces, but it's just like, uh, oh, buddy, you know. I don't, I don't quite want yeah, to root for this, for this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and dynamite closes on the appearance of Matt Hardy, who will be teaming up with the Elite. So yeah, face blood and guts, Matt. Blood and guts, which we don't have a date for that yet. We thought it was going to no, be this Wednesday. Will not be this Wednesday. Smart move, man. I uh, two weeks ago, when all this you know started becoming obvious in America, um, they had the uh, they had the segment where Nick Jackson, like his head was being crushed by that door. Remember that? To write him yeah. off, and I remember my, you know, my stomach never turns, and my stomach like got a little upset over that, um, because of like the the current climate, I guess. I don't know. I didn't feel like seeing blood. I didn't feel like seeing a guy look like he's dying, you know. And uh, so I think it's a yeah. smart move to push it back, so you know, in six months or so, I could uh, I could cheer for somebody to get you know decapitated and not feel bad about it. Yeah, I just. I really, I really don't know. I, I'd have to know. I'd have to know it if I saw it. Um, here's my question. The, the, I, I obviously love, I love Matt Hardy, and uh, you know, his uh, criminally underrated in a lot of ways. Um, because he's not, you know, as flashy as his brother Jeff, but you know, like you know, broken Matt Hardy, that that whole TNA Hardy compound. I, I love all that, but are they kind of going back to the well too much again? Because one of the things I really like about Matt. Hardy is that he reinvents himself, and now this is like you know the 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 second the third version of this character, and the second one was watered down. So I'm just wondering, do we yeah, want to see this from him, or do we want to see a character? Well, so it, if you watch his like videos online, uh, and if you listen to the Talk Is Jericho interview, you know these are like new incarnations of him like he's constantly reincarnating whatever is i don't quite get it <laughs> um but apparently uh this one in AEW is like a little more aggressive that's what he said that he's gonna be like you know um a little more violent i don't know i don't know what that means but i guess we'll see but yeah no i, I understand what you're saying but it's a new company and with that character, you can do so many different things. I mean, what, you mean you want him to have, like, a totally different gimmick? I, who's who's any good at that? Even Jericho is still Jericho the whole time, you know? It's not like he's acting right. like a fucking pirate or something. Yeah, but so, Matt Hardy isn't this cat. No, no, but regular Matt Hardy, I mean, we've seen. is like a very soft-spoken, pretty much boring guy. Yeah. You know, who that's doesn't true. like to go out? I mean, ask Lita. You know, that's why she had to do what she had to do. He likes to stay <laughs> in. <laughs> and, and was uh, more of a, let's, uh, let's go uh, 
uh, let's go play some karaoke after some California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> you know, we're on the road. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Speaking of Edge, that brings us to number two. Uh, again, in 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 the interest of keeping this show upbeat, I picked for number two Edge and Randy Orton. I think you and I already agree, but why why is this the best build we've seen in years, at least in WWE? Well, yeah, it's the best build in WWE. I'm not saying because I mean, I thought MJF it could be Cody the best build as far as two, as far as a feud over three months. I'm trying to think of a, a feud. Oh, MJF and Cody, man, that was fantastic. Uh, that's true. That was really yeah. good. Uh, I, I yeah, think and, Orton and Edge is a little better, but yeah, I think um, I think I mean that Edge promo was the easily uh, the best uh, thing WWE has done uh, since this whole no audience thing. That was fantastic. Um, Edge killed it, you know, looking directly into the camera, making sense. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a, it's not a confusing storyline. They didn't like. You know, and we'll get to this in a second, but like the Undertaker AJ thing, where I'm like, does this even make sense? Why are we talking about? Yeah, why is this we'll, we'll get to that. It's yeah, there. why is it? But but this is like, it's so obvious why it's personal. It makes sense. The guy's fucking wife got hurt. Now he's out of retirement. I am. Uh, I'm pumped to see this match, man. And I know we were talking about you know Mania, oh empty blah blah blah. But like, at least in a couple weeks we get to watch something new, and I'm sure we'll all be happy that it happened. I think. I hope. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the one match that I think of, and I'm like, yeah, I want to see this just as much with or without an audience. <clears throat> yeah, some, I mean... Some matches, which we'll get to, um, that I think are going to be hurt by not having... I mean, I think most of the matches are going to get hurt by not having an audience, but Edge and Randy Orton, the story has been so good, I'm like, yeah, I think they'll make it work, no matter what. Well, yeah, because when it's that personal, you go like... um maybe sh- people shouldn't be there, you know? Like, maybe everybody would yeah. be at risk if you let these two guys go at each other. You know, like, your brain kind of yeah. accepts it, like, where it's like, no, if they ran into each other backstage, they would have started fighting, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm so excited uh, to see that match. I'm so excited to see Edge back. He was fucking awesome at the Rumble. He looks great. He looks like old man Logan. Just some badass shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped for that, for sure. Number three, this year's WrestleMania host for the New England Patriots, Gronk. <laughs> Dude, this guy, man. Wow. I mean. Dude, I mean, I'm not one of these guys. Like, I, I think it's, you know, like, I think professional athletes can be great in WWE. I think uh, Floyd Mayweather, Lawrence Taylor, I think Ronda, when she wasn't on promos, was very good. Yeah. But holy shit, this is, I mean, since this is the worst, I think, celebrity I've seen on WWE since LeVar Ball. But the thing about LeVar Ball is that you knew that that segment, all right, this is just going to be a weird segment and we'll never, it, it may get, it may win the Gooker Award. I think it did that year, but we'll never have to deal with it again. We're going to yeah. have to deal with Gronkowski now over, you know, the next two weeks of programming and probably leading up to SummerSlam. Yeah, and he has a personality that um look, I mean, I actually don't mind a personality like that for the most part, but in wrestling it comes off like very um pretentious and douchey. 
I, I'm not saying it comes off like that in public or whatever. I think he's like a funny enough guy. But yeah, when you're acting like a jerk off in the ring like that, there's like this sense of like, are you not taking this seriously? And then Mojo Raw yeah. is just getting the bad. I mean, ugh, I, I just think it's, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't know if he's shitting that bad. I, I just think he's in kind of a tough spot. No, I mean, acting like a party bro is, is just kind of corny. Yeah, exactly. Corny. It's like, well, it's a very cartoonish way to act. And then so when you do that and you add wrestling, which is very easily cartoonish, you know, especially if you allow it to be, yeah. it just comes off fucking childish. It comes off really corny. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, it was an incredible player, obviously. Yeah. Uh, won three Bowls for Christ's sake. Um, or two, I forget how many it was. It was two or three. But, yeah, he's just, uh, he's just not, he doesn't have the thing that makes you want to watch him. Yeah. And he's not funny. Also, uh, I'm going to type but this I really up hope- and- he also, like, doesn't have a great body, right? Well, that's the problem for all these guys. Like, what we think is a great body is actually not a great body. Like, Cain Velasquez, when he came out, and he just looked like a, you know, a WrestleMania creative character, uh, you thought, wow, this is this is awful. But, you know, the guy could kick the shit out of anybody. Yeah. Um. So, like, oh, so you know, what's I typically... Mean, the guy's got a really, he's got a really, he's incredible shape. He's just not, you know, he just doesn't look like a stereotypical professional wrestler. He looks like yeah. a fucking monster tight end. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I see some photos with abs. I mean, I'm, I don't want to scroll too much and get too excited, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just compared to like these wrestlers who are essentially bodybuilders, like, yeah, any athletic guy kind of doesn't look as athletic, which is so stupid to say. But uh, it's true. It's a very visual medium. None of us fans realize that. We we love a tight bod. <laughs> That's going to be our, uh, our next podcast. <laughs> love a tight bod, boys. Love a tight bod. We just review tight bodies all day. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at pictures of his tight body right now. But it wasn't great. It was the first time he's done it. Maybe, maybe they give him... You know what I think, too? Like, when you have that persona of the party boy thing like Mm -hmm. sometimes people make this really dumb decision especially like when you know you're on a late night show you're on snl or you're doing wwe where it's like let's just embrace the partiness of it well that's not a tangible thing you know you know it's like just asking something to be fun on it's just not gonna work you have to give their character some sort of arc and uh, and having and also, I mean, just logically, like just just to get the smart marks on your side. I know you guys don't give a shit, but if you're going to have somebody announced as the host of WrestleMania and their first decree is a Baron Corbin Elias match, Buddy, he's a heel. OK, <laughs> let's let's talk about that, by the way. So if, this is how they open the show, by the way. It's Rob Gronkowski, Mojo Raleigh, Baron Corbin. Right. There, there was one other person or no. Uh, it was uh, Mojo Raleigh, Gronkowski, Corbin, and Elias eventually, yeah. And Elias. There you go. There you go. And this was one of those situations where I guarantee you it would have been just as quiet if people were in that room. 
It was so fucking bad. It would have been bad if it was a sold-out crowd. All of these guys fucking stink. I like Elias. I think Elias but, is a good promo. I just don't think he, uh, you know. And then there's the argument with Baron Corbin over over whether or not, you know, hey, look, is he just being a really good heel because we hate him? No, I, I just no, think that this doesn't show up. Everybody. <laughs> I just don't think. You know this show, this 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 segment showed every anybody off really well. Um, and another thing that I, I wonder about, you know, like I, Lawrence Taylor is my favorite professional athlete of all time. Yeah. Seeing him at WrestleMania 11 was awesome. But even seeing him at WrestleMania 11 was like, eh, it didn't matter as much because his playing days were done. And I think that uh, is a okay. real. I do think that's a real thing for Rhonda. She only lost twice, you know, and she immediately for Mike Tyson, he was, you know, he was uh, on hiatus from boxing, but like when you're done, done, I think it becomes a little less exciting. Like, is there any athlete, like if Derek Jeter came out and worked a program with John Cena right now, it would be way less exciting than if Derek Jeter was a New York Yankee. Uh, uh, yes, but it would all it, both times would be very uncomfortable though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not crazy about, yeah, they were, about a lot of like Boston, New York, Boston, New York. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Right. I just um, I don't think it works. That's it. Period. Yeah. Number four. We're going to go into the WrestleMania card. What Mania matches do you care about, Scott? What don't you care about? We're going to start All out right. with Brock Lesnar's Drew McIntyre. Care about it or don't care about it? Uh, man. You know, whoo. Yeah, I care about it. I do. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that the way they've been building up Drew... Well, uh, at least up to this point before the coronavirus outbreak, like, you know, him taking out Brock at the Barclays was fucking awesome. And they've oh, been building him up like a monster face. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. he pays it off. It, it, that This this show, I do think, this this more this more than any, any other match, I think, really hurts not having a live crowd in front of him. Like, us missing that pop. Yeah. It, for when it he is gets the that one match that, that really, like, it's the match that when it ends, um, and I'm assuming Drew wins, right? Uh, I'm gonna feel really bad about it. Like nothing else, I think, will I give a shit about if there's people there or not. But for Drew to not have that moment really sucks, man. And that moment, you know, the night after on Raw when it's like mostly a fucking European crowd, you know, it's a shitty situation. Uh, so yes, I do care about it. I want Drew to win. But, damn. Maybe it's a badge of honor, right? You know, that he's doing this for the world. I bet you more people watch than, than usual. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it's it's been fascinating because him winning the Royal Rumble is not something I predicted, but it's, you know, it's something they pulled off really well. And his entire run, I think they've pulled off really well. So I'm always pleasantly surprised when that happens. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I know for sure. 
You know, that doesn't happen much. I mean, I was not nearly as excited about, you know, Seth and Brock as I am about this. Or Roman and Brock. Yeah, I I, I Uh, agree with that. This is the most excited I've been for a Brock match in, um, in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Universal Championship, Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Whoo! So what do you, what would you I what would you do during this? Because you know you're thinking, okay, McIntyre is gonna beat Brock, right? And then that's the guy finally beating a, like the monster. So do you have Reigns beat Goldberg and have a guy finally beat Goldberg? And is it in a squash match? Do you do that? Well, I think whatever it is. This is going to be three minutes. Yeah, but um, it's, well, or, it's, the, it's the final match of the first night, right? Am, am I wrong about that? I'm not sure. I, I, did they announce what matches are on what night yet? I, I'm, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. But um, I actually, yeah, you said this to me. Like, how funny would it be if fucking Goldberg wins? I mean, that would be that would get people talking. Well, and that's the thing. It would get people talking. If Goldberg wins in an empty arena. Well, yeah, but also, you know, you were, okay, let's assume that night one is Roman versus, um, well, I guess you could do Edge versus Orton night one main event. But I don't know, wouldn't, wouldn't as a company you go our titles matter the most? So you get SmackDown one night, Raw the other night. And so you're repeating, if Roman wins and then, McIntyre wins. That's the same. You're watching the same result. You're watching the same thing happen. You know, I don't. Would they want to do that? I say give it to fucking Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, who gives uh, a shit? Just let Goldberg. Dude, they don't give a fuck. They shouldn't have taken it off of Bray. And I mean, I know I haven't been around to shit talk Bray. Uh, yeah, the Fiend should have never had the title, but he did have it. So you don't have Goldberg fucking beat him, you know? And now well, that the, happened, the feet, you go, whether you liked him or not, he was, he was over for sure. Yes, 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 yes. At um, least he was over. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, did you see, you saw SmackDown? Did you I see the Smackdown. Goldberg Roman Reigns oh, contract yeah. Oh, signing? Yeah, I watched it, man. It doesn't yeah. make, why are these guys mad at each other? There's some, it, it, <laughs> it makes it come off so much stranger when there's not a crowd there. Well, I think the strangest thing about it was, and, you know, bless their heart, man. I actually think Roman is doing a pretty good job considering, you know, the circumstances. Dude, um, they had a stare down, not realizing that when no one is there to react to it, it, it just looks like two guys not knowing what to say to each other. Like nobody <laughs> in the world just has a stare down. You say something to the guy's face. You shit talk him a little bit. No guys just pause and stare at each other. I, I thought my fucking computer was frozen when I saw it happen. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Like, and, and this is and like, and, the, and you see this, oh, and you go, like, like, you're top performers? How do you not know how to, like, read a thing? Like, that's not inside of you to read a moment and go, ah, maybe I should talk a little shit under my breath at least? They stink. Anyway. Yeah, and I mean, it was just it was just also one of these things where uh, I think the promo, you know, Roman was like, uh, you know, I, and they brought up the Roman tweet, where he, which was actually a pretty funny tweet about like, you know, Roman hitting his head against the wall like Goldberg and Goldberg knocked himself out. That's the dumbest thing he could have done. And then yeah, Goldberg yeah. like had weird nonsensical words. He's like, I've been busting doors 
for heads for years. Yeah, oh, you're like, what the fuck are you with talking my head. about? Like, what? You've wrestled like two times in the last five years. So hey, you don't know his, the you don't know his personal is, life. Yeah. His wife could be petrified at home, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Going around, busting fucking doors open with his head. Knocking yeah. <laughs> himself out. <laughs> just, <laughs> just mommy, mommy, cat's in the garage again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited to see this match. I kind of want to see. You. <laughs> it's going to be kind of odd to watch. I think again, this is a match that this is a match that I think actually will be better without a crowd. Just as far as watching it and seeing how crazy it's going to look. Yeah, but that crowd would have booed the shit out of it. That's my old... I love when a crowd gets behind something they dislike. But, yeah, I mean, we're all going to be watching it. We're all going to be... You know, people are going to be on Twitter. Um, I'll probably live tweet. I mean, I'll at least say, anybody listening, I'm going to live tweet WrestleMania. Yeah? Maybe you do the same, Dan. Um, Yeah. So they can follow us and, you know, we can stay interactive. Over two nights. Oh, two nights. Okay, how about you tweet one night, I tweet the other. <laughs> yeah. John Cena uh, versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Are you, are you excited about this? I actually like what Bray has done with this. Um, he is really good at saving a um, a mess that they've made for him. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's a I, I mean, at least point. I think that's what happened. You know, he loses the title and then he does this whole thing where it's like, actually, it's part of the plan and you're you're interested in that, you know? Um, but am I excited to see it? I mean, dude, they showed that main, that entire mania match last night on SmackDown. That match wasn't good, good enough to show. The thing about showing the rumble is it like, wasn't the rumble was fantastic. Good. I remember I liked it more when I watched it. I, I do remember I liked it more when I watched it, like rewatching it. It just, I don't know. It just, I just think to give us that match, to give us that match and say, Hey, it's going to be like this, but. At the performance center and less people, you go. Well, why would I want to watch that match? It's an odd choice. That's all. Unless they change up the match entirely. Well, I guess he's fighting the fiend, and so you go. No, but he's stronger. It is going to be a different match. It's not going to be very good. Uh, I, I think why it's definitely going over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope so. I do. I do hope so. Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. I'm excited for this match. It's going to be weird to see it without an audience there. Yeah. But I think it could still be good. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? I, I mean, she's so great. Shayna could be better, you know, without an audience. And I, and I thought her promo about it was really, really strong. Yeah, I agree. Who do you think wins? I think it's got to be Shayna, right? I mean, I, honestly, I thought that if it was in Tampa before this happens, that Vince is going to put Becky over because he would want, you know, he would want that kind of moment. Um, but now that there's no crowd, I think they're going to have Shayna win. What do you hmm. think? You, you would think that's the move, right? And that's the right move. Mm, but then I always go like, well, how many titles are going to be changing hands each night, you know? But yeah, man, yeah. I think Shayna wins. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shayna. The NXT 
NXT Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Who are you excited about in this match? This is where I'm actually. Sorry, what? I actually think this match would have been so much better on TakeOver. Like, going through this card now, I'm like, oh, this just seems like such a great way to headline a TakeOver. Yeah, I agree with that. What's going on with TakeOver? Do you know? I don't know. I think it's been postponed indefinitely. But uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I was hoping Bianca Belair was going to go over. But... Um, yeah, I'm not as excited this is, about this match as I should be. I thought I'd be more excited about it at this point. Um, this is one of those matches where you, it's just going to... I think it's going to be a good match um, with or without a crowd. And, like, I think a lot of these matches, you're going to find out that some of the wrestlers you like aren't that good. Um, and I think this is a match where you're going to go, wow, these ladies can fucking go, you know? with or without a crowd. And so I'm actually excited about this match. I, I think everybody's going to really like it. That's my yeah, hot yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not really totally into this uh, Bailey versus Lacey versus Dana Brooke versus Tamina versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks six-pack challenge match. No, I, I just nobody. think it's weird that like, Paige brought up, uh, you know, the, the way they did us. And look, like, like we said earlier, like, props to any wrestling company that's putting up a show right now. But, like, yeah. to Paige, to have Paige kind of Skype in, even though we're Skyping in now, um, and say, you know, like, and say, you know, this is the match that you're having at WrestleMania. And then them being like, what, are you going to throw Tamina in? And he's like, and Paige is like, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I will throw Tamina in. <laughs> you're like, what is fucking yeah, happening? Like, what did we do? What did we do? It felt like getting punished, right? Yeah, it felt like yeah, it felt like when you you and your brother do something and then he keeps talking back and you're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, you're punishing us on top of like, yeah, you know, you're just getting in more and more trouble. I'm just gonna go on my computer in my room then. You know what? You don't get the computer. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> just punishing us none of us want to see this match uh, alright are you excited about Undertaker versus AJ Styles Scotty Chaps <laughs> well this might be my least favorite storyline going on right now um, I love both of them alright if you were explaining if you were explaining this storyline to a Martian how would Ooh. you describe it I mean well, first off, I don't know how to, I mean, I would just explain anything to anybody the same. Like, what is happening is there is um, the Undertaker, the dead man, right? And uh, he, well, also, he, here's my issue. So he really did attack AJ for no reason two times, right? That did happen. But then AJ's response yeah. is, um... Your wife is is making you a bitch. Like what? He's like, yeah. You're you're acting all fucking loserish from because of your wife. Your wife. And he's like, what? <laughs> he got like he got so personal that it was weird. You know, like Randy and like Ed are getting personal, and you're like, oh my god, this means a lot. But with 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 uh, with with AJ, it just felt like. And you know what? I fucked your dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dog fucker. Yeah, it's like such a it's 
possibly the pettiest storyline of all time. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like my opinion based on looking at the internet is that I don't like you two together. Like it's very, I mean, it's very 2020, but uh, man, I never wanted to see that again in a wrestling program. Yeah, it's, uh, wow, it's, it's, it's really rough, man. It's really rough. And, and you think on paper, like you're like, AJ <laughs> Styles, one of the best workers of all time. Undertaker, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. They're going to fucking tear it up. And this has just not been it. No, no. And, I, and they're um, trying to work a shoot, I guess. I guess they're trying to work a shoot. You know, you know, you're taking a spot from a guy or, or whatever the fuck. But it's like, well, AJ, that 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 line only works if you know it's somebody like Kevin Owens saying it, not somebody like AJ Styles, who's already a legend. Yeah. You know, and is yeah, like, true. kind of like, and in in he's definitely closer. You know, AJ Styles is definitely closer to you know where Undertaker is. Than where Roman Reigns is, as, as far as his career longevity. That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah, it's been it's been very bizarre, very odd. Um, we got to see Undertaker pose with the Saudi Arabian Trophy. You haven't seen us for three months, so you guys uh, weren't able to see how much we love the Saudi show. <laughs> oh, I got a kick out of it. I really did. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I was so I was so unexcited about this just because they it seems like they've been running it on Raw for the last four months. But now that it's at the Performance Center, I think it could be kind of fun. I'm a little more excited than I was. Mm, yeah, I think this like this whole feud should have been like this was your big multi man match, you know, where it would be like four on four if they uh, if they held off. Yeah. And you know, making a lot of these guys fight each other. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure it'll be a good match. Uh, both guys have kind of been uninspiring to me for like a year, if if we're being honest, right? I mean, the Kevin Owens yeah. face thing doesn't really work for me. The stunner, get the fuck out of here with that. Um, and Seth Rollins is, uh, I don't know what he is, but he is he's not fun to watch anymore. He's just not. You know, there's, I don't know what it is but it's how I feel. It's how a lot of other people feel. There's like this emptiness to it all that I'm like, all right, if you're not going to try, I'm not going to try. Well, I, I think he does try. I I, I like it. I, I, I do think that the Monday Night Messiah thing, it's a little bit too on the head. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not saying, you know, like I'm, I'm glad they made that decision, but, you know, I, I don't know. It just seems a little bit too on the nose, but... You know, it, I, I still think they're talented. I, I don't think Kevin Owens works as well as a face, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edge vs. Randy Orton, which we talked about how we can't wait. Elias vs. King Corbin, how we talked about how we can't wait. Um, <laughs> and then, and last, I think it's going to be some sort of four-way between Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulag, and Braun Strowman. I guess oh, it's going with Drew. Over. You, you think that's what it's going to be? You think Strowman's involved? What else is that guy going to do? I, I just thought we were going to get Zane versus um, Brian for the Intercontinental title. That's what I assumed. I I think well, it's Gulak versus Shinsuke next week. And then um, 
if Gulak wins, right, isn't he going to put up the title? So I would guess that's at Mania, but I, 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 yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, it, could, it actually could steal the show. Like, if I saw a triple threat with Sammy, Drew, and Daniel Bryan, and I don't know what match could follow that. I guess Edge and Edge and Orton could, but for the most yeah, part, based on yikes. emotion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess just as far as like work rate. Yeah. Um, number five, guys, we are taking this nice and slow. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, Did this be a two-parter? <laughs> no, we'll just rush through. Some <laughs> I feel like we ought to have a longer one. Number five. How- how to make an empty mania show work? What matches on what night? And are you glad the battle royal is not happening? So yeah, what do you have uh, headline and open each night? Okay, so that yeah, that's what we'll do. Headline and open. Headline. I think you need your titles to headline. I know Edge and Orton is uh, better. Uh, I don't care. I I believe that your company should have. Um, the champions headline the show unless they find a way, I don't know, a way to not make it that, you know, I guess it is edges return match, but if you hype it that way throughout the night, then I'll be on board, I guess. Um, opening each show, Hmm, something fast, right? Something fast paced and fun. So, uh, no, no, this is what I would do. First night I would do whatever the intercontinental title match is, right? Second night, do Taker versus AJ. Why not? Start it off with a bang, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like I feel like at this point, like Taker and AJ should be a segment backstage. Well, no, I agree with that, but I'm saying, like, as a, someone tuning in, right? When do you want to see yeah. AJ and Taker? Yeah, exactly. Look, if if we want to go by, you know, like what matches really deserve the headlining spot, then Saturday night it should be Edge and Randy. And Sunday night, it should be Drew and Brock. Those have been yeah. the best. And then yeah. have Roman and Goldberg go on right before that. You have Goldberg go over, and then it fucks everybody up at home. Like, oh, my God, are they really going to do this again? And then you have you have uh, Drew going over. And then I guess the I guess the first night, I don't know, maybe then the, on the, the first night as far as, like, right what goes on right before uh, Edge and Randy Orton? Not sure. Yeah, I, I have no I, idea. Man. I, I guess you. I don't know. I guess maybe Becky and Shayna. That makes sense to me. But yeah, that works. Who does, man? I mean, it's 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 gonna be uh, it's gonna be kind of cool seeing it over two nights. I mean, in the worst way. But I've always wanted a two night WrestleMania, and now I'm getting it. You know, in the worst way possible. But. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But hopefully, you know, each show, three hours long. And, I mean, each show should only be two hours long, but I'm assuming three hours. That'll be easier on us, you know? Absolutely. And thank God the Battle Royals aren't happening. Oh, um, gosh, yes. Number six, wrestlers on Cameo. I didn't know you can, you can get $50 to get a message from the <clears throat> Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah i mean what is this more of a plug for cameo we're gonna shit on it and all of our <laughs> listeners are gonna be like what <laughs> yeah i mean i've known about cameo for a while man ben margaris on that shit so you know i'm out here following his every move um 
<laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, so I funny guess. how like you know, like 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 you know, thirty years ago, it's like it's like there'd be heat on everybody for exposing the business, and this is the most this there's nothing more exposing the business than uh, paying Buff Bagwell fifty dollars to talk about yeah. putting his mom on a forklift. <laughs> yeah, have Papa Shango sing your mother happy birthday or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh my god Papa Shango sings happy birthday that's fucking hilarious yeah you guys have to check this out there's some crazy like the people you, you think like there, you think that there's certain rates that it would be more or less like how much do you think alright Dalton Castle is Dalton Castle um 50 yeah you got that right I'll yeah. see if you do three in a row. Coco Beware. Coco Beware. Mm. 30. Close. 25. Wow, very close. Oh, and this one's interesting. Kevin Owens. Hmm. 500? 135. 135? That's not bad. He's he looks like no Bret Hart's the most expensive one on here. Um, well, that's not sure. I mean, Bret Hart, Rey Mysterio is pretty expensive, but even then they're like 150. Oh, okay. Ric Flair is 500 bucks. Wow. But guys, please support Ric Flair. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> want it to be 500 bucks. Okay, he needs it to be 500. Bucks. <laughs> Man, maybe we should Poor do some Rick. cameo. Get some, get some, uh, get some canned soup money. Yeah, well, what, uh, I mean, uh, what, do you post it online or you just send it to the person privately? Uh, no, I think you send it privately, but I, maybe they can post it online. Uh, see, that would be my issue. Having anybody know I did cameos. Uh, <laughs> it's just so bizarre. It's like, uh, there's somebody there, like the, that guy, that guy, uh, Dominic, who's the guy who fights Keith Lee in all the NXT matches. He's a big man, but can do all those flips. Oh, yeah, flips. Uh, Dominic Ajajajajakovic. He's $15. Well, that's what He's it $15. Kid, all you're doing is recording a fucking wait, video wait, of your no, face. Wait, no, he's $15. James Ellsworth is 20 That's crazy. That's a bummer, man. Also, he should not be allowed to do that. How is he legally allowed to be on that site? Just wishing people happy birthday. That's the problem. That's like with drones. Like, cops don't know legally what they can do because there's not enough laws yet based on technology like that. <laughs> we need to make the police aware of things like Cameo. Let them know that people like James Ellsworth are doing them and wishing people happy birthdays. Wake up, people. Oh, man. Can you have something to do for your birthday, Scott? Happy birthday, Scott. <laughs> James Ellsworth. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like, and look, it's it's scary times, so pay for, you know, if, if these people need money, especially live performers, go ahead and do it. But, like, someone who's receiving yeah. this as a present, it's oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, just into a non-sequitur thing, but The Stand, a comedy club in New York City, is uh, having a Kickstarter where you can donate and and give money because, you know, like these waiters and waitresses and, and uh, bar managers and hostess and well, I'm not going to name every single uh, restaurant job. 
but they're uh, they're getting pr- hit pretty hard because of this coronavirus thing. So if you have any extra money, and I know you know right now money is not easy for anybody, uh, go on over to Kickstarter and and check them out. If you could donate, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated. Amen. <laughs> Number seven, Daniel Bryan possibly retiring. I'd, I'd be fine with him. I mean, I'd be sad to see him go, but. I mean, I think that if he, if he, you know, obviously if he left right now, you know, his legacy speaks for itself. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I know we talked about his run, and I, I know you, you're kind of happy with it. Is that your take? You're, you're, you're good with this. Yeah, are you not you know, happy with it? I, I think it's a little wasted. I mean, here's why I think it's wasted. I, I think I've said this a million times. I'm not even half joking. The guy's like a miracle. It, he's like legit a, a fucking miracle that he was able to do this. And then like, how are we not acknowledging that every time he fucking wrestles? Like he's so damn good. He, he could be the biggest deal in the world. And I don't know what's happening where they chose to not let that be the case. Or I just don't really get what they did. I mean, now I guess I'm happy that he's, he's working with. I don't know if that's completely, I don't know if that's completely fair. I, I have to say, you know, his return at 34 was very good. Yeah. You know, could it have been bigger? Sure, sure, it could have been bigger. But you also didn't know what you had then. You didn't know whether or not Daniel Bryan was was was, was going to be sticking around. His feud with Kofi Kingston was was terrific, and yeah. and his run with Rowan as a tag champ, and his stuff with Drew has been really good. So I, I don't think they've botched it. I mean, has he been the primary focus? No, um, but I don't know if anybody's really been the primary focus it seems like they get behind i mean roman's been the closest but they get behind somebody for a couple months and then yeah. they doubt whether or not they should have gotten behind him so very true brother but but uh yeah i don't know i mean you know i don't know if i'd want to see you know a guy like that he wrestles the way he wrestles and you know even that drew gulag match there's a couple spots in it this is the match over at elimination chamber where well, I was like, oh, Brian's on the shelf again. So I, I don't know if I, like, the, the worst thing that I could hear is Daniel Bryan signs with New Japan. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be dead <laughs> in a fucking month. Yeah, that would, you know, be, like, we'll, we'll would be worried. We'll, we'll get three amazing matches out of it, but then after that, it's going to be brutal. Yeah. and Well, at least I will say this. At least with the Gulak thing, you go like, oh, this seems like what he would really want to do, you know, is uh, work with a guy like Gulak. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's all I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I see that. Number eight, it's time for Scott's New Japan Corner. You ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God, I have to do three what's months? Well, yeah. uh, I mean, here's what's, here's what's going on um, in New Japan. So uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, was uh, It was a month yesterday since their last uh, show, I think. Yeah, I think it's been a full month. Um, you know, things uh, things got scarier in Japan, you know, quicker, I guess. And they pulled the trigger uh, and, you know, they shut down all these uh, shows and stuff. So nothing has really happened. You know, they're having like arm wrestling matches. Um, I mean, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi are your uh, tag team champs right now, which is cool. But yeah, it's kind of, you know, I mean, Night 01 at Wrestle Kingdom, the show was amazing. Uh, what Takahashi is the? Uh... I think it was a better match this year. Uh, Abushi versus Okada, first night of Wrestle Kingdom, or uh, the Bucks versus Page and Omega at Revolution. 
Hmm. Who? For me, those are the two best matches of the year. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? Sure. I'd actually say Rumble. I put the Royal Rumble in there too. Okay, yeah, Rumble is great. Yeah, I'll go with those are the three best. Um, I enjoyed the tag match more, but I think uh, I think Abushi versus Okada. It just felt bigger because, of course, I mean that Okada entrance is maybe my favorite entrance of all time. Uh, Okada's wrestling dimension night one. Watch it if you haven't. People listening. Holy shit, that was fantastic. Unreal. Uh, Number nine, yeah. the Hall of Fame. I just wanted to... Um, this is who I feel bad for. Oh, because of what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... I mean, and I guess, you know, it's like... Well, let's look up the Hall of Fame. So Liger isn't showing up because of travel constraints. He, he, he can't, right? Um, and then you have Davy Boy, who is deceased. So that would have been... Uh, nothing. That's a hard really flight. Yeah, that's a hard flight. <laughs> that's great. And I wonder um, the names. You know, I want to talk about like whether or not all these people were Hall of Fame worthy, but I think they all are. I mean, Zach Scott, would you argue at a Batista, JBL, British Bulldog, uh, just Justin Liger, New World Order, and the Bella Twins? Is there anyone that doesn't deserve to be there? Mm, no, I mean, the Bella Twins do, I guess, right? They do. I don't know. What do you think, Zach? About the Bella Twins in the Hall of Fame? I mean, there are worse ones in there, aren't there? Oh, for sure. Sure. Yeah, so why not? And, and I mean, dude, that show, whatever, Total Divas, that was a big deal, and that yeah, was mainly because of them, right? Total Bellas was the thing. They're probably the biggest deal women-wise in a long time, so that's probably cool. I, and I, Absolutely. As far as pure wrestling, you know, like they had they had some good stuff with AJ Lee, and they had uh, they had some. I mean, they seemed like they had. I don't know. <laughs> no. Besides that, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Nikki Bella and John Cena was the Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania. I mean, that that was a pretty good program. The yeah. match was fine. Hey, the program was very good. Deserve to go in this year. I found somebody who does not belong this year. Who's this? Uh, um, John Waltman <laughs> with the NWO. Oh no, Why this is not true. Daniel, I he love John great. Waltman. It's, I love, I love him. I love him. Six. Why is he being inducted with the New World Order? Of all the guys, was he, he was the fourth a, member? Because he was one of the guys. He was still when what? he was part of it. It was still exciting. Was he the fourth member? A hundred percent. He was. He was one of the. He wasn't one of the founding members like Hogan, Nash, and Hall. But if I had to go with another member right after that, I would say six for sure. Ah, uh, I don't know. I I think it should have just been those three. If you're gonna do that, otherwise, put everybody in it. I don't know. I'm fine with it being because I I really like six being there and I really love the feud with Flair and like the shoot aspect of it. Um, and he was a cruiserweight champion. I mean, the, the, you know, he was he was also like a co-champion of the Outsiders during the free bird rule. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. What do you think, Zach? You okay with the NWO being in there? Well, what obviously. members would you put in there? Uh, I'd start. With uh, probably Buff Bagwell 
and then yep. work way backwards. <laughs> I know, agree get, with you. Get, yeah. get through the important ones. Yeah, get so. the important yeah, what ones out Diner wasn't with them? Diner was definitely in there, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. Diner is never going to be invited to a WWE function again because I think he, like, he, 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 like, said some real heinous shit in an airport. Well, I mean, he says heinous shit everywhere. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of things he said. I mean, when we went to All In, one, what was it, uh, StarCast all weekend, that was the thing, right? He did an interview, and people were like, oh, man, Steiner called Stephanie a cunt. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, that, that was, was the talk weekend. of the weekend. Yeah, he seems like a real fun hang. Yeah, well, it would have been a great Hall of Fame speech. Uh, dude, the Hall of Fame speech would have been unreal. But they should give him his own Hall of Fame speech. His promos are some of the most fun shit ever. Yeah, I love them. They're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number 10. Which wrestlers do you think are hurt most by their not being crowd? And which uh, wrestlers does it work, you know, as good or better? I, I would say Bray Wyatt without a crowd works as good or better. I agree. I thought Otis did a really nice job on SmackDown this week. Otis Even though he works awesome. better with a crowd, I thought he, Yeah, I thought he was able to really It's a little tough to watch uh Miz and Morrison without a crowd. But Ooh, I think part of that is how they stage brutal. it. Yeah, well no, they stage it, they it, stage it. it. It's really how they stage it. You know, Not because entirely. those guys are trying. I mean, dude, dude, they also like did the whole cut to the crowd and it it's them as the tag guys. Like, that was just bad. It just wasn't funny. Like, that's just bad comedy and just, it's just not good it television. Wasn't that, no, it wasn't um, that great. I, I think, I think, you know, also with Bray, a reason it could favor him is because maybe you could, you could work uh, some gimmicky stuff into it, you know, in like a fun way. Make it like a haunted house or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and then we kind of glossed over that, but I, I do think that, I mean, as far as uh, like uh, backdrops for matches, I, I think it would be cool to have like different. Although the last time, you know, they did that with Bray, they did that. Uh, what's that Randy Orton wide compound one? What was that? What, what, what was that match called? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I like I like when they film stuff not there. I have a problem with when like, you know, the ring turns into fucking maggots and and there's a crowd watching. Um, that's when I go. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Team, right. But yeah, without a crowd, uh, you know, it, it probably would come off more like you're just watching a movie or something, and maybe it won't be a shit. So yeah, I think why it uh, favors. Um, I think a guy like Reigns favors because you don't have to worry about people booing him. Yeah, that's same what Sam Punk same said. Goldberg in this situation. Yeah, it's like you don't have to worry about the crowd hating it, and so they favor. Um, who benefits from it, though? I mean, who doesn't benefit from it? Like, who does it hurt? Uh, I mean, I think like, it hurts Drew, like we said earlier. You know, sure, somebody who's sure. got the type of momentum he has now. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, I think it reveals a lot of guys' issues, a lot of guys and girls' issues with, like, the way they do promos and um, how awkward they can be, you know. Oh, Cena, it might hurt. I mean, that motherfucker talks a lot during a match, man. He calls spots like crazy. So, well, that'll be I mean, to watch. you know, I'm sure they'll, 
I'm sure they'll get it down right, especially if they're filming everything beforehand. So they'll make it look flawless. But, you know, for anybody who calls spots in the rings, which are a lot of these greener people, uh, it will echo. And a bonus number 11. <laughs> I just read this on cage side seats. Uh, apparently, Vince McMahon wants referees to count wrestlers out if they aren't paying attention to the 10 count when they're outside the ring. That's even if that isn't the planned finish. It's I love fucking it. hilarious. I love it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Pay attention. It's no, I actually third... think it's like some funny old school territory type shit. Yeah, I love it. I'm 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 so behind it, and it just shows that it's like, yeah, this is a real, you know, it's like our issues with like the the tagging in AEW. You know, um, there's certain rules. Let's fucking work within them. You know, and so yeah, I'm glad he does that. Start that 10 count if they're not paying attention. I mean, imagine how – I wonder how many times that's happened where they get a 10 count and uh, they weren't supposed to, and then they go backstage just feeling like such dumb fucks. Well, there's that famous Edge's first match when he, he knocked out um, the guy from uh, Savio Vegas stable that Los Bariquas. Okay. Jack, am I'm I not... right on that? I think you're right, yeah. But I guess like Edge, Edge, uh, like Sunset flipped onto the guy and knocked him out, and so they just counted him out. Holy shit! It was. You can watch it, and there's a moment too where you can you can see like all the like like Edge like trying to play it off like it was a cool thing, but you could tell he's like motherfucker. Wow. You're crazy. Well, I'm gonna watch that right now. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any matches? Just to recommend to people out there listening to this? Um, you know what I've been trying to do? Uh, because I'm not versed enough in it. But like guys like Flair and Dusty Rhodes, uh, this is my time to kind of sit down and, and enjoy what they did. Because I didn't live through it. And then when I would buy up DVDs in high school and stuff, you know, it was all like, uh, you know, like looking back on ECW was a big deal then. So I watched a lot of like ECW DVDs and shit like that. So uh, now I'm getting really into Flair and Dusty. And yeah, so I say go back and watch like that gold NWA stuff. Yeah, definitely watch uh, Flair and Funk's matches. They, they tore the fucking house down. Yeah, well, I'll, I've I'll watched, do that then. watched their stuff since this end. It's been unreal. Is there anything else we've been gone for so long that you wanted to get to that we. We didn't talk about the show. We talked about a lot of contemporary wrestling. Anything in the last three months, Scott, you wanted to, or Zach, you guys wanted to touch upon? Uh, I don't know. I think AEW is doing a great job. I think there was that moment where WWE was getting, uh, where Raw was, was, um, was a good time too. Um, and, I think it's still, it's really hard to judge any of these shows right now. Oh yeah, right that's now for on. sure, for sure. I think the only show that Absolutely. hasn't. Uh, been any good. I think SmackDown has been bad this entire break, I think. Um, but Raw has been alright, and AEW has been uh, pretty great. Um, well, that's totally Smackdown. true, but SmackDown. I mean, look, they built well, up Otis. Otis. Is great. Otis is great. Yeah, Otis is awesome. And Otis last night, uh, yeah, again, was so good. And man, if a crowd was there, that, that moment would have been nuts, just him unloading Dude, on everybody. Be, I mean, I know this is, he could be a world champ for them. You know, if they're uh, yeah. looking I mean, for a PG, champ, if they're looking for like a PG champ, he's the closest thing 
I think, to the next John Cena. You know, like maybe maybe not. Okay, maybe I'm I'm getting a little carried away here, but it, it's just far as his facials and, and just appealing to a broad, uh, broad cross section of an audience. I don't know. I'm just all I I'm just all in on the guy. Yeah, I think he's a blast, and actually, I would like to see a guy who looks like that holding the title. Um, I will say this about like his heaviness is it's like much uh, smoother and rounder than like a guy's like guy like Owens, you know where you just go like, well, yeah, he's heavy. He was, I mean, that guy was born 20 pounds probably, you know? There's something more respectable about He's a big boy. And, and his grandma yeah. was, a, was a professional wrestler. Really? Yeah. She was a circus that. wrestler. Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> Folks, we're yeah. going to be, you know, we're releasing this now, middle of the night, Saturday. It's just going to pop into your total Epp and Mark's feeds. But we will be back this Thursday. To talk all things wrestling, I'm glad to be back. Sorry if this week was a little long, finding our footing again, but it's it's good to be home. Yeah. Scott? I love you guys. Hopefully this sounded all right, and uh, we are going to try to bring you the show now because it's what the world needs, really, in this moment. I mean, aside from yeah. hospital yeah, beds so and we're, stuff, we're, I we're think the it's podcast. We're the podcast equivalent of uh, Gail Gadot singing Imagine. Yeah. And Zach, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just, yeah, stay safe. And thank you guys for uh, paying attention. That's the saddest way I've ever. Signed off an episode. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>